0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my usually Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, If you're wondering why I'm on on a Thursday, I was supposed to be on last night, but I was not feeling well, so I did not do the show. So I'm here today, okay? So like I said, I teach uh, business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news uh, because, you know, not everybody wants to go to um, law school, not everybody wants to go to business school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And this show is to help you um, learn these concepts in a very concrete way. Now, why do I do this show? I do it because I have a consulting firm called NPL Consulting LLC. It is a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like you, people who have business dreams, get your business paperwork together. So, things like getting your articles of incorporation with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, getting your um, contract templates for clients and partners. Uh, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring and training strategies so that you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering uh, why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for uh, 15 years and counting. Hello, Facebook friend. Um, I have been... I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So that is why I am here. So if you're in the startup phase, of your business uh and you need some legal guidance, hit up your girl. Uh go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it is all over my page on Facebook. There you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation if you are a uh, first time client. Hello Jazzy F. <laughs> hey Brandon. Uh you can also uh, download the free Biz Launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can access many of my digital products like my ebooks and my video trainings. This month we've been focusing on nonprofits, so you can pick up the nonprofit entities ebook for just nine dollars and ninety seven cents. Uh, at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So like today, it's not a normal day or a normal time that I would broadcast. So I'm pretty sure that the regulars aren't going to be here, but you know, you can catch up at your leisure, um, you know, either, um, audially, is that a word? Audially or visually, right? Um, And last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can uh, grab your NPL Legal Dish merch. Hello, new me, 164. Uh, Your mugs, your t-shirts. The t-shirts come in three colors, black, white, and navy blue. Um, So if you want to support the show, that is a great way uh, to support and also get something pretty cute. Okay, so uh, yeah, we have gone through all of the business housekeeping um okay now uh, in case there's someone new watching new me I'm not sure I've seen you in the live broadcast before so uh if you are new welcome 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 and this is for you this is how the show works uh so I pull stories from the news stories from uh podcast stories that you guys send me you're always in my inboxes I love it um and i pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them okay so this is a time for you to get involved this is a time for you to ask questions and give comments uh as long as they're respectful um i will be asking you to give me some emojis i'll be asking you to write some things in the box um and and i'll be, i'm going to be asking your opinions on things so if you are able if your hands are free uh you know um join in the conversation because it's more fun when we're, you know, when we're, con- when we're having a conversation rather than me just talking at you. Uh, and if you're driving, keep your hands on that wheel, please. I'm not going to be held responsible. All right. Okay. So that is enough intro. Let's get to the show. Oh, also, for those of you who are regular watchers of the show, yes, this is a- an odd day and time for me to be on. I'm usually never on on Thursdays and especially not at 530. But um, I was supposed to be on yesterday and I wasn't feeling well. Um, so I took the night off, but you know, I wanted to give you the show, right? All right, let's get started. Eh, eh, eh. Okay, the first, um, show, (laughs) I mean, not show, the first story that we are, um, covering today, um, how many of you, uh, uh, Brandon, you seem like a pretty fit guy. Do you wear compression clothing? Do you wear any type of compression clothing? Um, and this, this question just isn't for Brandon. This is for anybody watching live or, you know, um, watching the replay. If you wear compression clothing, Hey Nessie time, if you wear any kind of compression clothing, um, give me a thumbs up. Okay. If you were like, what do I mean by compression clothing? So usually you'll find it in the fitness section. It's very like tight workout gear. Um, you wear compression clothes, nasty time. Okay. Brandon said, no, I don't, but I used to sell them. How are you going to sell something you don't use? <laughs> but okay. But we know what compression gear is. It's usually worn by athletes. I don't know. It's supposed to help with muscle recovery or whatever. Um, and comp- compression gear can be pretty pricey. I've seen like compression pants for like, uh, you know, over $100. Like $100 for leggings? Are you kidding me? Um, but anyway. Um, So there is a company called Lontex, okay, L-O-N-T-E-X, and uh, they have had a trademark on the phrase cool compression since 2008, okay? Um, They make athletic apparel, you know, shirts, shorts, pants, um, any type of gear that you might wear um, wear for uh, physical activity, they make it in a, you know, in a compression formula. Right, but see, there's this other little company that you guys may have heard of, but you know, might not. This little company called Nike. If you've heard of Nike, give me a shoe emoji. Okay, um, we all know what Nike is. Okay, uh, in 2015, Nike started coming out with their own cool compression, uh, clothing that they were selling, you know, in stores and online. Um, thank you, that Brenda guy. And, uh, Nike was so successful at selling this cool compression clothing that they made about $40 million of profit, not revenue, profit from their cool compression clothing. Now remember, Lawn Tex is another athletic apparel company who had the trademark for cool compression since 2008, right? Um, so Lawn Tex, of course, they sued Nike, um... They, they said, you know, Nike's stepping on our toes. They, they're taking our trademark and using it, and they need to pay. So they asked the, the judge to do something called disgorgement. They're basically saying whatever profit Nike made, we want it. So that $40 million profit that I told you Nike made, Lawn wants it. Um, they also said they want damages, um, of $2 million per instance of infringement. So basically for on top of the $40 million, they want an extra $2 million for every time Nike made a cool compression sale. And then on top of that, they want an injunction from Nike. They want the, they want the court to tell Nike to stop using the phrase cool compression. Okay. Um, now this, there has already been a resolution to this case. Okay. Okay. Who do you think won? Do you think Lontex won or do you think Nike won? Who do you think won? Because, and um, while you guys give me your opinions, just to refresh you on the facts... Lontex has had a trademark on cool compression since 2008. Nike started using cool compression in 2015 and made $40 million of profit. They never sought Lontex's um, approval. That branding guy said Nike. No, absolutely not. Lontex won. Lontex uh, is, is going to get a nice big check from Nike because Nike, uh, you know, used their trademark without permission. Very good, Nessie Time, Lontex. Um, and this is not the first time this has happened to Nike. I don't know if you um, guys remember, we covered this story of Nike. They were using the slogan for this this small running company. They had spent like something like $20 million on the ad, and they were told by the court, you cannot use this ad because the phrase belongs to someone else. So Nike has a history of of trying to, you know, bogart people's trademarks. I don't know if they think that nobody's going to catch on or if they think that, you know, they're so big and they've got such deep pockets that they can, you know, drag out litigation. But Nike is going to have to come up at the very least with $40 million if there's no appeal or or if their appeals fail. So I want to know from you guys. Now, we said long text. They want $40 million. They want $2 million for every sale that Nike made. And they want an injunction from the judge saying Nike can't use cool compression. Do you think that that is a reasonable award? Do you think it's too much? Do you think it's too little? Or do you think it's just right? Right? Um, now, long text, they, they trademarked this phrase seven years before Nike even started using it. So Nike, and they said, you know, a, a a cursory search. Had Nike even done a little bit of a search, they would have found that um, cool compression was already trademarked. But no, Nike went ahead and did it anyway. So do we think the award is just $40 million of profit, $2 million per uh, uh, of penalties per sale, And an injunction for the phrase cool compression. Is that um, an appropriate award? Should there be more? Should there be less? What do you guys think? Mm -mm -mm. What y'all think? Um, Nessie Time said Nike has long pockets. They can handle it. Right. They do have long pockets, which means that they can probably also file appeals and try to hold up the process. Um, but you know, that can backfire on them. Okay. Um, moving on to our next story of the evening. This is going to be a quick one. Um, are, if you are, if you have heard of the group 112, give me a water drop emoji, give me like a raindrop emoji, and why, if you heard a 112, give me a raindrop emoji, and why I'm saying give me a raindrop emoji is because, I don't know if you guys remember the song Cupid from 112, and they have like this sound in there, and it always sounded like a drop of water to me, um, (laughs) peaches and cream, I know what that is, okay, um, Yes, Brandon knows exactly what I'm talking about. One twelve Peach and Cream. <laughs> yes. Um we all know um uh, 112 They were signed to Bad Boy, unfortunately, and they ended up in the Bad Boy curse. Everybody Other than then Puffy, who from Bad Boy Who from Bad Boy made it? After you know, the inaugural round. Did anybody from Bad Boy make it ha- make any money? Um anyway, um 112 was one of Bad Boy's most successful groups. They made Sean Combs a lot of money. I don't think they themselves got a lot of money, but they did make Sean Combs a lot of money. Uh but the group, it's been a while since they have put any new music out or done anything together. Um, but the other day, hello, floss up for, but the other day, uh, who was it? Um, Slim from 112 went on Al Gore's internet and was, you know, just going on this long diatribe about how, you know, the other group members weren't pulling their part. Well, long story short, Slim from 112 has trademarked uh, the name 112 for their group. I had no idea that it wasn't already trademarked, but apparently, um, about some years ago, it's been a while, uh, but Slim has trademarked the 112 name, and he owns it at this point. Uh, apparently the other members of 112 are a little bit upset with him, but while his moves may not have been, um... You know the most on the up and up one twelve um not one twelve slim I forget his real name he had no obligation to these gentlemen to you know uh to 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 let them in on this first of all one twelve the name should have been trademarked a long time ago why did why were y'all sitting on it right and I don't know what Slim plans to do with the trademark one twelve but maybe he wants to put on some type of reunion tour. But this is why it's important for you to protect your work early and often, all right? 112 you got caught up in a bad boy deal. We know what happens when you sign to bad boy. But not only that, you didn't even protect your group name. Had they done it properly, all four of them could have had a 25% stake in the uh, intellectual property that is 112. Think about, you know, any of the merch, any tours that could come up. And if they use the name 112, right, from now on, they have to go through Slim. So it was, while it might've been a shady move by Slim, it was a smart move by Slim, okay? Because we all see that there are all these reunion tours happening. It is only a matter of time before they want 112 up in there. Um... And Slim is probably going to get the biggest cut of the group. So what do you think about Slim's move? Do you think that it was shady? Do you think that he was just being a smart businessman? Um, Or do you think it was just like, it's about time. Why didn't you do this before? What do you think about Slim's move of trademarking the 112 name without his bandmates? What do you guys think about that? Do you think Slim is going to be invited for a Christmas dinner at anybody's house? Um, Nessie Time said it's shady but smart. I agree with you. I don't think that he'll be getting the annual Christmas letter or newsletter from you know any of his bandmates. But at the end of the day, one um, Slim has secured a bag for himself. I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before they want a 112 or, you know, reunion tour, whatever. So, you know, and and if they want to use the name 112, they're going to have to go through Slim. So kudos to him on being a smart businessman, but, you know, he may have irreparably damaged um, relationships with his bandmates, but who knows? Maybe the relationships were already damaged, uh, you know, before this. <coughs> That brand is that slim shady, huh? Nessie (laughs) time. Yes, slim is shady. Slim shady. He's the real Slim Shady. Oh shoot. Okay. He's the real anyway, moving on. But you know, kudos to them. Moving on to our next story. Uh, actually, before we do that, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday, usually live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the uh, start phase of your business and you're looking for some legal guidance, uh, I want to help you. I uh, have a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams, uh, and I want to help you. So go to True forward slash NPL Consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. but you day. All right. Okay, moving on um, to our next story of the evening. Uh, If you have ever tried a CBD or THC gummy, if you have ever tried a CBD or THC gummy, give me a plant emoji or a leaf emoji. If you have ever tried any type of CBD, actually not even a gummy, any CBD or THC product, give me some type of plant emoji. Nessie time, you are in the state of California. Yay. So I feel like you have to have at least tried something. Um, Brandon, I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, but yes, if you have ever tried a CBD or THC product, give me a plant emoji, I promise I'm not trying to get you in trouble with the government, okay, this is just a poll, to see what's going on, um, (laughs) Nessie Time gave me the the monkey with the hand over the mouth emoji, (laughs) okay, all right, Um, well, as we know, um, the cannabis industry is exploding and a lot of brands are popping up. Um, there is a company called Promontory Holdings, okay? Promontory Holdings. And they sell or they produce uh, CBD and THC mints, tincture sprays, vape pens, um, etc. Right. And they sell it under the name Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z, B-R-E-E-Z. Right. So and Promontory Holdings, they have had a state trademark for Breeze since 2020. Why do they have a state trademark as opposed to a federal trademark? Why does this CBD THC company based in California, have a state trademark as opposed to a federal trademark? Who can tell me why? Who can tell me why? Eight Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> Who can tell me why they opted for a state trademark instead of a federal trademark? I'm gonna give you like five more seconds because we have pod people in podcast land. Yes, Nessie time, it's only legal on the state level. So states where, you know, cannabis is uh, legalized recreationally, you can get, you know, state trademarks, but federally, cannabis is still illegal. So you cannot get a federal trademark for any type of cannabis brand, okay? All right. You can do it for CBD or or hemp. There's like a new provision, not getting into all that. But if you're dealing with cannabis, you can't get a federal trademark. Okay. So Promontory Holdings, they've had their Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z, trademark since 2020. Now, here's the problem. There is a new company called the Breeze of LA, and they are also selling CBD gummies, Um, and vape pens under the name Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E, okay? So uh, Promontory Holdings has sued the Breeze of LA in the state of California for state trademark infringement, right? Um, Promontory Holdings said, look, we've been out here. People know our brand. They know our Breeze brand And, you know, we're the best out here. And then you have Breeze, the Breeze of LA, come up here out of nowhere trying to sell their subpar products. We don't want any confusion out here in these streets. So, Nessie Time, my California resident, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z, gummies, and Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z, e-gummies in the cannabis space? Is Promontory Holdings doing too much, or are they just zealously defending their brand as best they can? Can there be Breeze Gummies and Breeze Gummies in the same space, even if it's spelled differently? (laughs) What do you think, Nasty Time? (laughs) Brandon, you are uh, strangely quiet back there. I thought you was gonna join all this conversation. Um... Yes, but what do you think, Nessie Time? Is there a possibility of confusion between Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z, gummies, and Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E, gummies? Uh, Brandon said it's too close. I absolutely agree. Um, You know, and Promontory Holdings... While they could not get a federal trademark, they did the smart thing and they at least got a state trademark so they have some claim to their business name. So now, you know, they can fight people at the state level. Um, Nessie Times said, yes, there's room for confusion if you're not too high to care. <laughs> Right. I, I might, you know, be, so, you know, in a, in a different state and I'm looking for one breeze and pick up the other, right? And what if they have different quality products, right? You don't, know, well, what if one is not as good as the other? You don't want there to be confusion. So Promontory Holdings is just de- zealously defending their brand as best they can. Um, That Brandon guy said, if they did something completely different, then it may be cool. Right. If it wasn't the same exact products of gummies and vape pens, they might be able to get away with it. But you're literally selling the same things, right? Like, can you imagine there being like Dove D-O-V-E soap and Dove D-O-V soap? That's basically what's going on here. Okay. All right. And our final story of the evening, okay um, if you have heard of Freak Nick or if you attended even attended Freak Nick, uh, be it the original or the rebooted one, um, give me an F in the comments okay? Freak Nick has had a, resurg- a resurgence if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I want to say in the 90s or I don't even know because I never I never participated um, I was too young. Freaknik was a a, a party a, a, or like a weekend uh, that they had in Atlanta, and it was just like partying and debauchery and all this stuff. Um, it was basically like um, <laughs> Brandon. I said fifth. It is basically if you've ever been to Miami Memorial Day weekend, that's what Freaknik was. Okay. Um, but because there was so much stuff happening, like people, women were being assaulted. There was a lot of crime happening during this, you know, festival. Um, they shut it down for some time, right? But then, uh, another, (laughs) another, well, not another, but a company a few years ago decided to revive the Freaknik brand. They actually went and filed a trademark for Freaknik festival, which they got, uh, you know, and they put on the first inaugural rebooted nick, I want to say two years ago. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but it, it was within the last three years, okay? Um, so, they're trying to bring it back. Here's the thing, though. Um, you know, It's catching on with other people. I don't know how many of y'all saw, um, saw uh, what is it, Quavo and Young Miami's new song, Strub the Ground. Um, but when you see the album cover, it's called Freaknik 96, right? And then they have a song on there called Strub the Ground. But it's not just Quavo. Recently, 21 Savage had a birthday party that was, a themed Freaknik. It was called Freaknik 21, right? And you saw people on social media, you know, wearing their best Freaknik gear, uh, you know, coochie cutters, um, really big hair, just you know all sorts of nonsense um, and they went to twenty one savages party freaknick twenty one Fre- the people who own the trademark for freaknick tw- for freaknick festival are saying that they are going to sue twenty one savage for having a freaknick themed party there's um they they're saying that you know we've done a lot to revive this brand and you know we want at least some acknowledgement they wanted 21 Savage to uh you know at least I don't know they wanted to partner with him or they 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 wanted some acknowledgement of of their organization and 21 Savage didn't do that and now they're saying that they're going to try and sue him and 21 Savage basically said y'all better go sit down somewhere why is this threat to sue 21 Savage not likely to go anywhere? Can anybody tell me why, um, why, if, if, if Freaknik Festival tries to shoot, tries to sue 21 Savage for his birthday party, why is it not likely to succeed? Tell me why. Tell me why. Why won't they get the judgment? Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is 21 Savage not worried about Freak Nick Festival suing him? For trademark infringement? No, it's not because it was open domain. It's because 21 Savage wasn't trying to make any money off of this. Trademark infringement happens when somebody is trying to make money off of your brand. 21 Savage threw a birthday party. Think about little kids where you throw Ninja Turtle parties, Mickey Mouse parties, Elsa, all of that, right? There is no need for you to have to go and get a license from Disney or whatever... Um, you know, or whatever organization so that you can throw your kid a birthday party. So it's the same with an adult person's birthday party. You know how many Fresh Prince themed birthday parties I have seen? Do you think the people who made Fresh Prince are going to sue those people from the birthday parties? They're not out here trying to make a buck. It's just a theme. It's something to have so, I don't think, now, while the people for Freaknik Festival may have had the intelligence to trademark the name, they do not have enough knowledge of intellectual property to understand how a trademark properly works. Okay? <laughs> that Brandon guy said, gotta charge those kids at the door. You going listen, I don't put that past you, Brandon. You gonna be like, $10 cover charge for everybody 12 and under. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, so good luck to Freaknik Festival, although I don't think that they're going to get very far. Um, 21 Savage has, you know, a gang of lawyers and I'm sure that, you know, they're, they're taking care of this. Um, <clears throat> messy time said, what if they charge money at the door? Would that be a... Yes, yes, that would be infringement, because that would then be, you know, a that would be a money-making venture, and it would basically be in the same vein as Freaknik Festival, right? Freaknik is, um, a, um, a, um, you know, a festival where you pay money, you go, you attend, and do things, which would be the same thing as this, if you have to pay to go to 21 Savages, Freaknik 21, right? Um. That's what I was asking. What if they call it a donation and said, "What are you donating to?" This is what I talk about. What, remember I put that meme up earlier this week of the guy with the glass and I said, "When they're soliciting donations but don't have a 501c anything. How are you collecting donations and you don't have a nonprofit, right? If it's if there's no nonprofit, it's not a donation. It is a charge, okay? All right. Now you can have a suggested gift. Like you might have, you know, a little box and people can throw in what they want. Five here, a dollar there, some change. But if you're saying to get into this party, you need to pay X amount of dollars or, you know, donation of X amount of dollars, that's not a donation. That is a fee. That is a charge. Okay. All right. So that was a very good question. Y'all thank you for, thank you for, you know, engaging with me. Um, but yeah, but these were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, thank you, um, Nessie Time and Brandon Guy for, you know, keeping it lively. Thank you to everybody who's going to watch and give me their commentary after. Um, I want you guys to have a wonderful weekend. Um, there will not be a show next week because I will be out of town. Your girl is going to Miami. Um, and, uh, I will be back the week after, but I'll still be posting and stuff. What else? Make sure that you are booking your one-on-ones. Um, grab the nonprofit entities ebook. Uh, October is almost over, so we're going to be changing topics soon. Um, what else? I don't think I have any more anything else to tell you. Do you guys have any questions before I head out for the weekend? Any questions? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. All right. Um, Okay, so I think we're good on questions. I will, girl. I'll have tons of fun for you. Uh, All right, so I will leave you guys here. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I get back. Bye.